together we pray, as always, asking the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, give you permission, Lord, to do what you desire. We pray that you would make our minds and hearts and our souls the fertile soil of the gospel, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures and these great mysteries for us. Reveal to us the face of Christ. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. One of the most gratifying things for me as a priest is to be able to witness and to see people either for the first time or just over again, to begin to, to, to see when they speak about like the, the veil is being lifted and they are able to in some way to see the Lord present in their life and in the world around them in a way in which they hadn't seen before. It's like the lights come on, like I said, like the veil has been lifted and the Lord is just present and they're aware of him in this new and powerful way. It is such a gift because to see someone like that, they, their spiritual lives come to life and they themselves live in this new sense of freedom because of the awareness of who the Lord is and his presence to them in their life, even in the midst of great difficulty. And so I think about this every time we get to this gospel passage uh, in today's gospel. Because I imagine myself there in the temple as Jesus is, the child Jesus is there with Joseph and Mary, and they come in, and you have Simeon and Anna. Now, how? How did Simeon and Anna recognize this child as different? from the thousands of other children that were brought in by their parents to be consecrated and offered to the Lord. Like every male child that opened the womb, Scripture tells us, was to be consecrated and offered to the Lord. And so over the course of a year, right, thousands of young families are coming with their, their firstborn son and offering them to the Lord. On the outside, nothing is different about Jesus Mary and Joseph, they look like on the outside every other young Jewish family coming to do the same thing. How then did Simeon, how did, did Anna recognize that he was God in the flesh, that he was God incarnate? It's because they were living a life of recollection and discernment. They were living a life of an awareness of the Lord moving. Like they were attentive to the movements of the Lord. He said he went into the temple and the Holy Spirit was with him. But these eyes that are looking past just the surface, the eyes that are looking for what is, what is the deeper reality that's present, and specifically how is the Lord present, they could see past the external. They could see the nature and the reality of what it was. I remember this story uh, in my own life as a kid. I was helping my dad. We were building a new barn. Um, 
And as we were building the barn, like one day my dad shows up and he's got this new tool. And I'm a young kid, and I'm like, all right, I don't know what that is, but it looks really cool, right? So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, hey, Dad, what is that? And he says, oh, it's a nail gun, and this is how you use it, and this is what it does. And I, I remember my reaction. I remember saying, like, oh, now I see. I didn't see anything physically different. I saw the exact same thing with my eyes. But it was a deeper knowledge of what the thing was that allowed me to see it, to know what it is. It's the same thing that happened with Simeon and Anna. Again, they see, right, Joseph and Mary and the child Jesus come in, but they see, they see him. They see Jesus. Not like just any other child. What would our lives be like if we lived this way? What would our lives be like, right, if we were more recollected, if we lived a more discerning life, that literally at every single moment the veil could be lifted and we could see God's presence and his movement in our life? Many of you are already doing that. Many of you are already living that. But the Lord always wants to draw us into this reality more deeply, to lift the veil even more. What does to live a life of recollection mean? It means attention to the presence of God in our souls and in the world around us. What does it bring to us, right? This renewed vision of life brings the fruits of the Spirit because we're in contact with the Lord. We're aware. People, I mean, one of the greatest questions that people come and ask me as a priest is like, Father, like, how do I know what God wants of me? How do I, how do I pray? How am I in communion with the Lord. And this, because there's this longing, right? There's this longing to see God. There's this longing to be in communion with him, to live this life of recollection. And so how, how do we do that? Well, I'm like a broken record, right? Daily prayer is essential. This time to be quiet to remove so many of the, the physical distractions around us, to be able even to try to quiet the interior distractions within us and to be present to the Lord, especially with the sacred scriptures. Be praying with you know, the, the method of Lexio Divina or Ignatian, contemplation or meditation, whatever, to be entering into this dialogue, this prayer with the Lord. Because God, and it's not so much about figuring out like a new insight in scripture, but encountering God himself being open to his movements. Another reality, too, is what the, the saints will call the practice of the presence of God. Just all day long throughout our life to be mindful that the Lord is present to me. Like even right now, as you're, as you're in this Mass and maybe listening to me and maybe thinking about what you're going to cook for the Super Bowl party or whatever, right? Maybe who knows what else is going on in our brains. But we could, even, we could even take this moment to be aware, like to go interior. To go interior and to be aware of like that we are present to ourselves and the Lord is even more present to us there. Being mindful of his presence. One thing that I've mentioned before, just great tools from, um, from St. Ignatius, right? The discernment of spirits. To, you, to pray the daily examine. 
to be able to sit at the end of the day, the middle of the day with the Holy Spirit and ask for the grace to review. Like, Lord, show to me what I missed. Take 10 minutes. Take 15 minutes. And it's this five-step process, right, of asking the Lord, of asking the Holy Spirit, lift the veil and let me see, God, where you were present today and maybe I missed you. And when we begin to do that, again, life just opens up. And our relationship with the Lord moves. I've, I've mentioned uh, one of the, the, the current writers that is just kind of really practical and really easy to read and really easy to explain these things. It's Father Timothy Gallagher. You can find his books, his DVDs, his free podcast about Ignatian, uh, the Daily Examine, or Discernment of Spirits. It's life-changing stuff for your prayer life. It really, really is. Another aspect, too, um, a little more difficult in today's world, is a temperate use of the media and entertainment. Like if we're constantly bombarded by noise, if we're constantly on the phone, if we're constantly have images before us, then it's hard to be recollected because we're distracted. Maybe within you, like, you even feel the reality of, oh, I, I want something more and I want something deeper, but I'm afraid to go there. I'm afraid to be quiet. I'm afraid to be quiet before the Lord or, or to even sit with myself sometime because I don't know what's going to happen. And today in the first um, reading, we have the prophet Malachi who's, who says something that's really beautiful and sometimes a little bit scary. He says the Lord's going to come into the temple. And what's the new temple, right? Our very bodies. Through our baptism, we become temples of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord's going to enter in, and he says he's going to enter in with the refiner's fire. He wants to purify us. And we kind of know that, and we sense that. Like, oh, if I'm quiet with myself, then all the things that I'm trying to push down, then they begin to come up. Well, that's good, because the Lord wants to purify. And that purifying hurts sometimes, and it involves suffering, but it is ultimately to bring about a deeper communion with Jesus for our own sanctity and our own freedom. I've heard the, the image before, talk about this refiner's fire, right? That when you mine precious gems, you mine uh, gold, not gems, you know, gold, precious metals, gold or silver, that one of the things that uh, particularly in days past a silversmith would do is he would put this raw silver in the fire and he would allow the flames to burn it and burn and burn away all that was not pure silver until he could see his image in it. And then when he could see his reflection in the silver, then he knew it was purified. The same thing the Lord wants to do to us, right? He wants to place us in the fire of his divine love and purify us and purify us until his image is perfected in us. But if we're afraid to go to the quiet, if we're afraid to allow the Lord to enter in, if we're afraid to live that reflective, um, recollected life, which we all are on some level, then that purifying action will not take place. So today, hopefully, the Lord is stirring in your heart a longing for a deeper awareness of who he is in your life for a deeper awareness, a deeper living of this recollected life. And so I just want to invite you again to make that commitment to daily prayer. I want to invite you to, to study 
Again, St. Ignatius' discernment of spirits, the daily examine. I invite you to enter in and not be afraid to put away some of the distractions at times and allow those things to come up and to bring them before the Lord in prayer. And then as we're doing this, to seek out other people who are living the spiritual life, to seek out mentors, to help us along the way. And then what's going to happen is that our eyes are going to see the deeper reality. That we are going to see God more present. That we're going to be like Simeon. That we're going to be like Anna. And we're going to be like, oh my gosh, Lord, that is you. Even sometimes in the simple and mundane things of life. And I can tell you, there is no greater freedom, there is no greater joy when there is a deeper connection and encounter with the Lord. Like, Lord, you are here in my life. And you are moving. One thing that happens is people begin to live the recollected life. They're like, oh my gosh, God is actually speaking and present to me. I'm going to say that again. One of the greatest things of living the recollected life is people become aware, we become aware, that God is actually present and speaking to me. If you desire that, let us enter into this more deeply. Let us receive from the fruits of the church and press in, and then the veil will be lifted, and we'll be able to see like Simeon, we'll be able to see like Anna, the Lord present to us in all the things and in all the people around us, being purified by the refiner's fire. So we pray, come Holy Spirit, teach us to pray. Teach us, Lord, to live the recollected life that we may see you in all things and come to know you and live in communion with you more deeply. Amen.